It is 3.30 p.m. on the 30th of the 8th month, which is August, in the year 2020. It's been a little while since I have done uh, some recordings, because ours is a chaotic time and yada yada. But... <clears throat> I am cracking the mysteries of the books of Enoch, which are magnificent and necessary to understand. Uh, we all need to be more familiar with. So I'm just going to be audiobooking a bit uh, and giving a little context first uh, for people who don't know Enoch. Uh, without going into it, if you're not familiar with biblical characters, and excuse a little background noises as I'm settling and getting started, but <clears throat> Enoch is from the book of Genesis, and chapter 5, the generations of man, the part that a lot of people tune out with, you know, Adam begat, Seth begat, etc. Uh, Enoch begat, Methuselah begat, Noah, uh, skipping a few. And I think Enoch is Noah's grandfather or great-grandfather uh, for context of people who have heard of the flood and are familiar with some version of that narrative that you would have seen performed or done in a religious organizational space, but, you know, not having read it closely or, sorry, if you're hearing uh, some background noise, it's hot and the world is uh, tumbling apart and it's all terribly exciting and strange. Uh, and if you want to contact me for any reason, you can find me on Twitter at time of posting or by other means if uh, you do. And I hope all of you hearing this are well and safely quarantined or elsewhere. And normally, if I was going into a biblical thing, I would recommend that you reach into your bedside drawer to follow along. But part of the point of all this is the fact that Enoch is not only non-canonical, but has been censored out of history entirely, which is fascinating and why it's very important and exciting to get into uh, him. And it is 3.33 p.m., three minutes to, yeah, whatever. Uh, it is 3.33 on the recording of this introduction. So I'm going to pause it. And uh, just so I have this and then can come back and we'll just start reading the actual book because uh, there is important context to understanding all of this, but most of all is the fact that 
uh, Enoch is antediluvian, which is a word that means before the flood. Everything that I'm reading and we're talking about takes place in the time before the great flood and concerns the world prior to Noah and these parts of uh, the Bible and the history that we are generally given to uh, consider. I will invite you to consider other things. And uh, it is 3.34 p.m., 30th of August. Pausing this recording so I can uh, edit it later. Just get the thing down. It is 3.37 p.m., the 30th of August. 2020. And on the last recording, I said you could not follow along from the Bible you would find in a hotel or motel drawer. Uh, however, as with all of my audiobooking, you can follow along with the text uh, through the description of this podcast, which has a link to as I put in the title of the episode as well, ancienttexts.org. And uh, I was just talking with a friend as I'm talking with uh, many, there are just so many different directions to go in. And uh We'll get to lines of frequency, but uh, but although they occur often, uh, <laughs> the let us begin from the beginning. Not, you know, Genesis, the beginning, but this book, just to be clear, predates Genesis. It's a lot to take in and to recognize and to, to regard the historical importance of this. But uh, while people have heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, that were discovered uh, and had been hidden away, you know, randomly, a lot of... Uh, documents that were sealed up and put in jars and caves near the Dead Sea sometime in like 300 AD or something-ish. Uh, the thing that I'm about to start reading was not only written prior to what some people would call the Old Testament, but it in fact has profound and obvious influences on a range of biblical works that uh, refer to it, but we are not aware of that, that uh, 
funnily, actually, of all things, there are two uh, comparisons that will bring this uh, to earth momentarily a bit more. And those are uh, uh, with the movie uh, The Exorcist and the show Seinfeld. And Casablanca does the same thing where, you know, you you watch that movie and uh, a line goes past and then eight lines go by in a five minute span that everybody has made a joke of 4,000 times, but nobody in Casablanca is doing it to be funny because it's just the script. It's just, uh, you know, play it again, Sam. And I uh, will always have Paris and the other stuff for that movie. Uh, and ditto with The Exorcist, where everybody has done a lot of things, especially from the final act of that movie. But it is very much its own thing and ought to be watched and considered for many reasons. Uh, and likewise, Seinfeld, where if you are a fan of How I Met Your Mother or Friends or any number of other sitcoms, uh, but don't see why, you know, everybody thinks Seinfeld is so, uh, so, so, so good, uh, it's because Seinfeld came first. And... It did a, it did a bunch of stuff so well that everybody else has been stealing from and adapting on the A plot, B plot stuff of Seinfeld uh, everywhere. And uh, with that in mind, then, let's uh, roll back to Enoch. And the first book uh, also five and a half minutes, Future Adam, if you want to just cut the drivel and go toward where the actual reading begins. It's at around 5.30 of this recording. You're welcome. Uh, <clears throat> the Watchers, first book of Enoch. Chapter 1, reading from ancienttexts.org. Feel free to follow along with the link uh, that goes with the podcast or Googling it. The words of the blessing of Enoch wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. And he took up his parable and said, Enoch, a righteous man whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me, and from them I have heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw but not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is to come. 
to which I say, Hineni. Concerning the elect, I said, and took up my parable concerning them, the Holy Great One will come forth from his dwelling, and the eternal God will tread upon the earth, even on Mount Sinai, and appear from his camp, and appear in the strength of his might from the heaven of heavens. And all shall be smitten with fear, and the watchers shall quake, and great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth. And the high mountains shall be shaken, and the high hills shall be made low, and shall melt like wax before the flame. And the earth shall be wholly rent in sunder, and all that is upon the earth shall perish, and there shall be a judgment upon all men. But with the righteous he will make peace, and will protect the elect, and mercy shall be upon them. And they shall all belong to God, and they shall be prospered, and they shall all be blessed. And he will help them all, and light shall appear unto them, and he will make peace with them. And behold, he cometh with ten thousand of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all, and to destroy all the ungodly, and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness which they have ungodly committed, and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, capital H, end chapter 1. Chapter 2 Observe ye everything that takes place in the heaven, how they do not change their orbits, and the luminaries which are in the heaven, how they all rise and set in order each in its season, and transgress not against their appointed order. Behold ye the earth, and give heed to the things which take place upon it from first to last, how steadfast they are, how none of the things upon earth change, but all the works of God appear to you. Behold the summer and the winter, how the whole earth is filled with water, and clouds and dew and rain lie upon it. Chapter 3 and four appears to be just one sentence each. And I know this book is fragmented and I'm trying to just read the text, but uh, we'll get into what this is more. Uh, but I just wanna take a moment here to note that there is not yet a statement that God has created the heavens or the earth that I uh, note. It's talking about the stars and the pattern, but uh, chapter three. Observe and see how 
in the winter, all the trees seem as though they had withered and shed all their leaves, except 14 trees, which do not lose their foliage, but retain the old foliage from two to three years till the new comes. Chapter 4 And again, observe ye the days of summer, how the sun is above the earth over against it. And you seek shade and shelter by reason of the heat of the sun, and the earth also burns with growing heat, and so you cannot tread on the earth or on a rock by reason of its heat. That is a true statement about summer. Chapter 5 Observe ye how the trees cover themselves with green leaves and bear fruit. Wherefore give ye heed, and know with regard to all his works, and recognize how he that liveth forever hath made them so. And all his works go on thus from year to year forever, and all the tasks which they accomplish for him, and their tasks change not. But according as God hath ordained so, is it done. And behold how the sea and the rivers in like manner accomplish and change not their tasks from his commandments. But ye, ye have not been steadfast, nor done the commandments of the Lord. But ye have turned away and spoken proud and hard words and... This is the kind of language where they're finding echoes. You can find echoes of this book in other biblical books, which is why this sounds like biblical language. It actually predates uh, all of the others. You've turned away and spoken proud and hard words with your impure mouths against his greatness. O ye hard-hearted, ye shall find no peace. Therefore shall ye execrate your days, and the years of your life shall perish, and the years of your destruction shall be multiplied in eternal execration, and ye shall find no mercy. Then here... We have a number of lines that are 6a, 6b, up through 6i, 7a, and 7b, and then it goes back to the numbering up to 9 for the end of chapter 5. I'm not going to explain or, or go into why that is, but it's important and you can see it here and elsewhere. In those days ye shall make your names an eternal execration unto all the righteous, and by you shall all who curse curse, and all the sinners and godless shall imprecate by you, and for you the godless there shall be a curse. And all the dot 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 shall rejoice. Yeah, all, all of this is fragmentary. I don't want to 
super get into it, but uh, for the purpose of audio, but that's uh, some of this is incomplete. Um, and there shall be forgiveness of sins and every mercy and peace and forbearance. There shall be salvation unto them, a goodly light. And for all of you sinners, there shall be no salvation, but on you all shall abide a curse. But for the elect, there shall be light and joy and peace, and they shall inherit the earth. And then there shall be bestowed upon the elect wisdom, and they shall all live and never again sin, either through ungodliness or through pride. But they who are wise shall be humble, and they shall not again transgress, nor shall they sin all the days of their life, nor shall they die of the divine anger or wrath, but they shall complete the number of the days of their life. And their lives shall be increased in peace, and the years of their joy shall be multiplied in eternal gladness and peace all the days of their life. <clears throat> Chapter 6 And it came to pass, when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose wives from among the children of men, and beget us children. And Semjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath, and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations, not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. And they're about to swear, and we're going to get a... Uh, list of the names of these angels but because it's biblically important with the uh the introduction of names and characters and stuff i want to also mention that semjaza uh who has a very interesting name that i think i ought to know uh but uh, oh, Wikipedia has it as Sam Yaza. Uh, future Adam, please include this in the episode description if it isn't. Uh, and you can cut this note once you have done that. Sam Yaza <clears throat> on Wikipedia. But... Uh, Semjaza, whatever, is the first named character that I'm noticing in the Book of the Watchers. Uh, the, or rather, is the first named uh, character other than Enoch. But, uh, is that right? 
Yeah. Okay. Anywho, but uh, but they are all setting out on their purpose to go down to Earth, and let's get back on that. Um, we all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. <clears throat> then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And they were in all 200 who descended in the days of Jared over on the summit of Mount Hermon and they count, called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And these are the names of their leaders. Sam Lazaz, their leader, Arakalba, Ramil, Kokablel, Tamlel, Ramlel, Danel, Ezequiel, Barakwijal, Asael, Armeros, Baterel, Ananel, Zaquiel, Samsapiel, Saterel, Terel, Jamjel, Sariel. These are their chiefs of ten. And I'm going to cut off there before chapter seven. It is 3.58 p.m., the last or penultimate day of August. What are we? The... Yeah, tomorrow's the last day of August. 4 p.m., end of August 2020, back in a flash. <laughs> It is four on the nose as I return to this, still 30th of August, 2020, uh, thinking through my process uh, that can be cut down on a smoother later version of this, but uh, trying to do episodes that are around an hour long, so it's not you know, a very long episode just to be recording the full of this particular book or something, uh, which I'm discovering from having done a number of these now. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed that angel type sounding sound effect because we're about to get back to Mount Hermon or Hermon and uh, this tribe of horny angels that are coming down to earth. If you haven't heard this one before, it's uh, the version most of the world has had is only Genesis 6. Uh, <laughs> But we're buckled the fuck up. <laughs> this is the Book of Enoch, Chapter 7. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, 
and they began to go in unto them and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant and they bare great giants whose height was 3,000 L's, E-L-L-S is the word. And I can't tell you how many L's there are to a cubit offhand. So let's just leave that for now as a biblical measurement. Um, but if we're talking about Nephilim, uh, and we're going to go by Goliath as a descendant of these folks, uh, that would probably be about eight feet tall or taller uh, when they say giants. Uh, so you guys can all be, you know, picturing clearly. Um, charms and enchantments and roots. And why exactly was this hidden away? Sorry, the desk creaks awfully. Sorry if you're hearing that. Uh, okay. This is again, chapter seven, when, uh, I should do another audiobooking that just starts with a briefer explanation of all this and just starts from six, seven, just to get into this a little more. Uh, please excuse the note if you're not a future version of me that has not cut this yet. Uh, Chapter 7. And all the watchers uh, came together. Okay, no, no, excuse me. I'm going to just briefly do my own translation on the fly or adapt it a little bit, make this a little smoother. And all the watchers together with them took unto themselves wives and each chose for himself one, and they began to go in unto them. That's a, also, if you're not getting, that's a biblical sexual idiom, uh, to come in unto them. Uh, when they say to know someone in a biblical sense, you know, and do that wink and nod, that's what this is. They're talking about angels mating with uh, women, uh, human women, and which uh, is where giants come from. Um, sorry, just friggin' alarms. Uh, always, always. Um, and they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. 
and they became pregnant, and they bare great giants whose height was three thousand ells, who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the uh, giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And when they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood, then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. Chapter 8 And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. And there arose much godlessness and they committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. Semjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings, Amorous the resolving of enchantments, Barakujal taught astrology, Kokobel the constellations, Ezequiel the knowledge of the clouds, Araquiel the signs of the earth, Shamsiel the signs of the sun, and Sariel the course of the moon, and as men perished, they cried, and their cry went up to heaven. Chapter 9 And then Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel looked down from heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth, and all lawlessness being wrought upon the earth. And they said to one another, The earth made without inhabitant cries the voice of their crying, up to the gates of heaven, or their cries up to the gates of heaven. There's a couple typos here on the website, but it's more ancient revelation than any of us would be getting without the website. And whoever had the forethought to put this into a bunch of urns and hide them when people were going around snatching up all the histories and works of illumination like this that they didn't want anyone to know. And now to you, the holy ones of heaven, the souls of men make their suit, saying, Bring our cause before the Most High. And they said to the Lord of the ages, Lord of lords, God of gods, King of kings, and God of the ages, the throne of thy glory standeth unto all the generations of the ages, and thy name holy and glorious and blessed unto all the ages. Thou hast made all things, and power over all things hast thou, and all things are naked and open in thy sight, and thou seest all things, and nothing can hide itself from thee. Thou seest what Azazel hath done, who hath taught all unrighteous on earth 
and revealed the eternal secrets which were preserved in heaven, which men were striving to learn. And Samjaza, to whom thou hast given authority to bear rule over his associates. And they have gone to the daughters of men upon the earth and have slept with the women and have defiled themselves. Oh, that's interesting. Just as a, as a point of translation, because it wouldn't literally say slept with, it would have a reiteration of to have gone into, like it said at the start of seven, to go in unto them or something or some whatever, but it's more immediately accessible in English to most readers if you say slept with. Uh, anywho, have defiled themselves, that is the angels, and revealed or have defiled everyone. It's the point. It's why we have a flood coming. <laughs> revealed to them all kinds of sins. And the women have borne giants, and the whole earth has thereby been filled with blood and unrighteousness. And now, behold, the souls of those who have died are crying and making their suit to the gates of heaven, and their lamentations have ascended, and cannot cease because of the lawless deeds which are wrought on the earth. And thou knowest all things before they come to pass, and thou seest these things, and thou dost suffer them, and thou dost not say to us what we are to do to them in regard to these. Chapter 10. Then said to the Most High, the Holy and Great One spake, and sent Uriel to the son of Lamech, and said to him, Go to Noah, and tell him in my name, Hide thyself, and reveal to him the end that is approaching, that the whole earth will be destroyed, and a deluge is about to come. And son of Lamech, just check. Lamech, sons are Tubal-Cain, Jubal, Jabal, and of course, Noah. Uh, and Wikipedia says he is part of the genealogy of Jesus that is given in Luke 3.36. And Lamech is mentioned in Islam with various collected tales of the prophets before Muhammad who mention him in an identical manner. Thank you, Wikipedia, making us all wiser. Um, Lamech, 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 Lamentations, Lamech, there we go. Deluge is about to come upon the whole earth and will destroy all that is on it. And now instruct him that he may escape and his seed may be preserved for all the generations of the world. And again, the Lord said to Raphael, bind Azazel hand and foot and cast him into the darkness 
and make an opening in the desert, which is in Judeo, and cast him therein, and place upon him rough and jagged rocks, and cover him, sorry, hang on, just looking, Dudale, literally means a kettle or pot or the cauldron of God. Uh, future Adam, uh, please attach this with the audiobook as well so people can get some reference points. Uh, it's the place of imprisonment of Azazel. Um, but it doesn't have a GPS location. It doesn't say... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a different name for Underworld or the place for the fallen angels, but... Uh, but Dudeo, the cauldron of God, sounds pretty fucking metal. And place upon him rough and jagged rocks, and cover him with darkness, and let him abide there forever, and cover his face, that he may not see light. And on the day of the great judgment, he shall be cast into the fire and heal the earth, which the angels have corrupted and proclaim the healing of the earth, that they may heal the plague and that all the children of men may not perish through all the secret things that the watchers have disclosed and have taught their sons. And the whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azazel, to him ascribe all sin. And to Gabriel said the Lord, proceed against the bastards and the reprobates and against the children of fornication and destroy the children of fornication and the children of the watchers from among men and cause them to go forth Send them one against the other, that they may destroy each other in battle. Um, excuse me. For length of days they shall not have. And no request that they, i.e. their fathers, make of thee, shall be granted unto their fathers on their behalf. For they hope to live an eternal life and that each of them will live 500 years. And the Lord said unto Michael, Go, bind Samyaza and his associates who have united themselves with women so as to have defiled themselves with them in all their uncleanness. And when their sons have slain each other and they have seen the destruction of their beloved ones, bind them fast for 70 generations in the valleys of the earth till the day of their judgment and of their consummation till the judgment that is forever and ever is consummated. In those days they shall be led off to the abyss of fire and to the torment and the prison in which they shall be confined forever. And whosoever shall be condemned and destroyed, will from thenceforth be bound together with them to the end of all generations. 
and destroy all the spirits of the reprobate and the children of the watchers because they have wronged mankind. Destroy all wrong from the face of the earth and let every evil work come to an end and let the plant of righteousness and truth appear and it shall prove a blessing. The works of righteousness and truth shall be planted in truth and joy forevermore. And then shall the righteous escape, shall all the righteous escape and shall live till they beget thousands of children and all the days of their youth and their old age shall they complete in peace. And then shall the whole earth be tilled in righteousness and shall all be planted with trees and to be full of blessing. And all desirable trees shall be planted on it and they shall plant vines on it. And the vine which they plant thereon shall yield wine in abundance and as for all the seed which is sown thereon each measure of it shall bear a thousand and each measure of olives shall yield ten presses of oil and cleanse thou the earth from all oppression and from all unrighteousness and from all sin and from all godlessness and all the uncleanness that is wrought upon the earth, destroy from off the earth. And all the children of men shall become righteous, and all nations shall offer adoration and shall praise me, capital M, and all shall worship me. And the earth shall be cleansed from all defilement and from all sin, and from all punishment and from all torment, and I will never again send them upon it from generation to generation and forever. Chapter 11. And in those days, I will open the store chambers of blessings which are in the heaven, so as to send them down upon the earth over the work and labor of the children of men, and truth and peace shall be associated together throughout all the days of the world and throughout the generations of men, all the generations of men. And I like that truth and peace shall be associated together. That's very interesting. Because that's not necessarily so. And of course, you know, uh, we live in a world with much chaos and madness and lies and such, uh, more than most people uh, can know or accept, or that's, you know, far more not for this recording, but just in general, the idea of putting that in writing, that uh, truth and peace shall be associated together throughout all the days of the world and throughout all the generations of men is a wonderful line. Uh, and I think it's one that I'm going to end this episode on because I'm going to split this stuff up and uh, that's the end of chapter 11. And I'm going to uh, make some more recordings. So it's 4.21 p.m. 
the 30th of August, 2020. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Peace and love and truth and safety, uh, everybody, anyone listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at time of posting and uh, be well. Sagazan.